CLNS's Patriots coverage is powered by our exclusive wagering partners at betonline.ag. Use the promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your welcome bonus. Hello, everybody. Welcome into a new edition of the Patriots Beat Podcast here on the CLNS Media Podcast Network and on Patriots Press Pass. Live mock draft show 2.0, Evan Lazar, Alex Barth with you as always. And we are going to take you through our second iteration of a Patriots mock draft here going all seven rounds, every single pick. We're going to talk about the board. We're going to maybe make some trades. We're going to have some fun with it. But the main thing that we want to do here today, that I want to do here today, is make a pick at 21. Last time we traded out at 21, it was the right thing to do based off the way that the board went. But I would really like to see us try to make a pick here at 21 today if it goes our way and see where things go from there. I feel like at this point, Alex, the overwhelming consensus is that the Patriots are going to trade out at 21. Now it's becoming almost too much of a hot take, right? Or or too much of a take, a hot topic, I should say, and too much of a group think that maybe they actually do something different with that pick than what we're all anticipating. So we're going to get into that. Uh, we're getting to the mock draft. Let's get right into it. Um, not much else going on. So we can just pull the mock draft up right now. And once again, I, I want to reiterate that the goal here is to stick at 21. But as we saw last time, it's not always as easy uh, to stick at 21 as we want it to be if everybody's off the board. But go ahead, Alex, whenever you're ready. All right. So I'll just let people say we're going to use the same settings we used last time. We're picking as the Patriots. I'm doing this as much to make sure I got everything set. Seven fast. All right. Um, we're, we're not trading up. We agree we're not. Tra- we'll do a separate trade up. Maybe that's next week. We will do yeah. a trade up mock draft. But uh, let's see. Remember, last week we got no help from the board. No. Let's see how that changes a week later. Um, still, uh, okay. It's a couple of directions we could go here. Yeah, not, um, not as terrible as last time. No. I would say Jordan well, Davis going... 20 hertz jordan davis booth alave so not as rough this time leading up but still not ideal we're there's jameson williams oh yeah but walker went very early look i understand that people whoa ahmaud gardner second okay i understand that people come at us about saying that too many guys are gonna go and whatnot this this the way the board played out this time and just the people that are off the board going up when the at 21 this feels like every single time i do my own mock drafts or i run through simulators or we look at other people's big boards around the league you know other people in media and their big boards this is how the board shakes out the patriots are sitting here at 21 with booth and davis and the booth not always off the board but i would say davis olave uh jameson williams those the top three corners uh including mcduffie with uh with Stingley and Sauce, uh, those guys are gone. Uh, they're, they're just gone, right? And you get here at 21, and you're looking at some good options, but right now it feels like we're in another trade-down scenario. As much as I hate it, I, I, I that's kind of where so we're at. I actually wonder, as I look at this board, we said we weren't going to trade up, and I don't think this is likely, but if things played out like this, yeah, Charles Cross falling to 13. Charles Cross is a consensus top 10 pick. Some people think he might be the – there's some people who think he'd be the first overall pick in the draft. Yeah. If that elite tackle 
we talked about this last year with Penny Sewell. Remember this? When we thought yeah. there was an outside shot, Penny Sewell might fall out of the top 10, and would Bill move up to get him? Now, granted, that wasn't as much of a move, but Charles Cross, if he falls that far, does Bill get on the phone with Nick Casario or something like that? Um, 13 is a, a high way up. I mean, you're giving probably a yeah. future first-round pick to get up to 13. That is which true. I, I don't know if they would do that. The one conversation that I wanted to have here is that second name right here on the best available uh, list, Nicobe Dean, which I wrote off as a Patriots target, especially in the first round. The optics of Bill Belichick taking such an undersized linebacker who's basically, he's honestly smaller than than Kyle Duggar. He's like more Adrian Phillips' size, right? Or Jabril Peppers' size, the guy, you know, who they just signed. That's what we're talking about with Nicobe Dean. But now you look at the way that they've built this defense, especially at the safety position, Nicobe Dean might fit into that category of smaller, faster, more athletic players. There's a really wide range of opinions about Nicobe Dean in the league. Some people in the league think that he's only going to be a sub package player at the next level, that he's not going to be somebody that's going to ever really play on first down. Others obviously look at him as a generational talent and a guy that's just different, that, that just isn't, really checking or fitting any boxes. How do you feel about the Patriots going to Kobe Dean here? Because he's definitely the best tape available, right? He's got the best tape of any of the prospects that are available right now on the board. So there's two other players I I, I would go. First, I'm just going to look. People ask what wide receivers are on the board. Traylon Burks fell a little bit. Yeah. Uh, besides that, I think it's pretty much chalk. I wouldn't right. be surprised if, if Burks is here. Um, the yeah. two guys I would look at. So Elam, I think it's possibility 21. I, yeah. So this is the flip side of what you just said, right? We traditionally, I like to look at the draft. I like to, in terms of the Patriots, what have they done historically? Use historical context, apply it to the current board. And generally, you can get a pretty good feel for what the Patriots are going to be able to do when you do that. You may not be able to go player for player, but, you know, in the past, we would say, all right, big physical SEC outside corner. They have a needed corner. Elam's the guy. If they are going to go to this zone hybrid defense, then Elam doesn't make a ton of sense. And maybe it's a guy like Daxton Hill. So if they are, if if they want to have this, you know, multiple defensive sets, but still their true outside corners, they need an outside corner. That would be Elam. If not, Daxton Hill would be the guy. But who I think they would pick here is, and I know Raymond's still on the board. I actually yeah. think Penning is a better player. Left yeah. tackle has been such a sturdy position under Bill Belichick outside of that one year where wind got hurt. They've really just had three players play that spot for the last two decades, Matt light, then Nate Solder, and now win those yeah. three guys have a lot in common. They were all high draft picks. Matt light was early in the second round. Win and Solder were both first round picks. They're all senior bowl guys too. wins in the last year of his deal. I'm not sure that he's a long-term fit. Trevor Penning is one of those athlete, like more lean, athletic left tackles that they like. He's a senior bowl guy. There is a long-term need at the position. They like to stay ahead of things at tackle. I think the pick here is Penning. I actually agree with you. I think the pick here would be Penning as well. I don't love the optics of not going defense here and not going corner, but you made a compelling argument. The problem that I have with Penning here is unless and maybe we could do this maybe not today because it's getting a little bit crazy 
he's not going to play as a rookie. So you're basically telling yourself that you're redshirting your first round pick. Are the Patriots really in a position to be redshirting draft picks right now? They need guys that are immediate contributors. I don't know that it's a lock. He doesn't play this year for two reasons. Okay. First off, we know, and, and he can, he's a left tackle long-term. He could, he could be a functional right tackle, right? So, yeah. so between Trent Brown's injury history, Isaiah Wynn's injury right. history, so, he's what are the odds both policy. of those? He's not coming into camp as, right. as a day one starter is my point. But I will, so what I would say on top of that, and I'll bring back something I've said since early in the off season. Let's say he comes into camp and looks really, really good. And then some other team somewhere loses their left tackle. Suddenly you, you can move Isaiah Wynn and maybe pick up some serious value. Yeah. I don't know that Isaiah Wynn is a lock to be the, like if they draft Trevor Penning, I would call that an open competition at left tackle. I wouldn't lock it in that Penning is redshirting. I would call that an open competition. Okay. Well, I like Penning's tape. He's a physical guy. He definitely has the grip strength and some of the athleticism that they look for in that position. He's nasty. Got some of that mean streak to him. I don't love going tackle here. I really don't, especially in this draft. I think that there are options three, third round, fourth round on the offensive line. You can get starting quality players. I, I'm put my, my vote here would be to trade back. Honestly, I, I know we said we weren't going to do that, but I would trade down. That's what I would do. I don't know. Well, let's see who we're calling. We have. Yes. We have. We're if we're trading back, we're trading out of the first round. Okay. Well, I don't want to trade out of the first round. I think the sweet spot to me to trade back to. Uh, we we've well, done this before, and we know that if we trade back all the way back to thirty-two, like we did last time, we're going to lose Kyrielum. Right. We we know so that. Here's the one thing I'd say, hypothetically. How dumb do we think Washington is? Because, in theory, this pick could be insanely valuable. I don't think that they're going to trade that pick. That could be a top 10 pick. All right, then, yeah. yeah then I don't think they're going to trade it. I think, look. Let, I guess we didn't talk about Linderbaum. If, I, I get your concerns no. with Penning redshirting. Linderbaum might come right in and start. He's a if center. Bill's talk, you don't think he play guard? He's 295. He's a center. All right. He's, fair really, he's really undersized to play guard. Uh, he's a center. I we can look at the edge group. Like I, I, I'm really high on Bowie Mafa from Minnesota. I think he's a good player. I think this is a little bit too early for him. I, I would say if we're going to go edge, they may see tremendous value in David Ojabo. Potential top. He's going to be out the down here because of an injury. Yeah. Right. But so it's another redshirt thing. But I could see them doing it. I'm saying I could see the them doing round. it. Ugh. I. Can we let's look at the some of the teams in the in the twenties? Like I, I feel like we can manufacture a trade down here. We got to be able to. Like so, we looked Tennessee at this last time. That is a nice spot, right? Like, what if it, they have interior line needs? Like, they could be coming up for Linderbaum. Who's they don't have team. a second round pick though. Okay. But so we, what are, unless you, unless we're adding future picks, this so why can't why it. can't we do something like twenty six ninety? And, you know, and try to stack some of their day three picks together. Right. Or if you want to want top 100 picks, I want top 100. But but if you get some of those day three picks then you can move those picks back up into the top 100. Right. You can take 127 pair it with 131 and move back up like the Patriots. I would honestly rather do this at that point. 
All right, I guess we could compromise if you want to compromise and trade it for a future pick. Well, I, I the, way so. I, the way I look at it is like I you're guess. adding those picks to trade back in, right? So you can take 131 and maybe like 169 from them or something like that. And but then this is now this is too much. Back. You're they're giving up their whole draft to move up five spots. Yeah, that's too much. But that's guess. not realistic. Um, you know what? Traylon Burks did fall. Do you think uh, we're? I think we traded with the Bucks last time, didn't we? No, I think we traded at thirty-two with the Lions. Something like that, like like uh, like this. Yeah, I mean, look, the Patriots made us. I, I honestly think that that like, I, I, if they're only moving up five or six spots, then I think only one pick is gonna is what they're gonna be willing to give up. Right, I think they're gonna give up twenty-seven and sixty. The Patriots moved back in the Kyle Duggar year from what was that 23 and they got the right. Duggar pick and then they got another day two pick and that was it. And that was moving back 15 spots or something. So this like is that. actually so, without 248. This is a 30 point overpay by Tampa. We would have to throw in. We would have to throw in something significant. We would have to throw in another oh top 100 pick. This, this, this is where we get stuck, right? Because this is just, the, this board is is gets really every time we run this PFF simulator, all the guys worthy of taking at twenty one are gone. It's like which is it, probably what's going to happen. Yeah. So so now we're you into this all trade now. Look at one more team here. This would be three thirty seven. So the Patriots are. So this this would work. All right. Although we're not adding any top 100 picks. I guess we are moving up from 80 to eh, that still doesn't feel like it. You know what? We're trying to do what the Patriots would do. If the trade's not there, they'll just take their guy regardless of range. Who yeah, are you trying so to trade down to get? Take, Elam? Maybe we're we're going full circle. Maybe we should just take Elam at 21. I think like that right. that 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 seems to be the the well where unless we're... we think they're going zone defense if they're going zone defense that no. doesn't make sense I think if we if, this is the guy that we are trying to target by trading back and I think we're getting way too into the weeds I think we should just take Elam at twenty one it's a little high but I, I think it's worth it because we can't this is what's going to end up happening right so right let's do it Elam at twenty one but so so we don't think they're going fully zone defense then. No, I don't think. Because what, what about Hill? What about Hill? I like Hill too, but I don't think they're going to take him in the first. I think that he would be another trade back guy. Okay. So, so I don't know. You don't think they're going fully zone? Because again, we're trying to no. predict what they're going to do. It's I don't think they would ever go fully zone. I think they're always okay. going to have man principles. You're always going to need an outside corner. Like you're always going to need to have one guy that can go out there and match up. I I, I like the idea of them getting Daxton Hill too. I, I do, but I think that that's a trade down. So we could trade down further then. We could trade down to like Cincinnati again and see if we can get Hill there. To Yeah, we could Detroit. do that. Now we're in on 12 minutes on the, on the first pick. So we've already... Well, we technically have 15, we have 15. Right? Yeah. So we could go to Cincinnati. We could try to call Cincinnati or, or Detroit. Yeah. Does this work? Let's see here. 184 plus 175 is... I don't even know what that is. Do you have any idea? What? 184 plus 175, 359. Yeah, that's a gross overpay by Detroit. So that's so probably I think, I not think it. I it's 32 and 66. I, I that, think that, 
That's the trade. That works. Yeah. Do we want to do that and see if we can get Daxon Hill? Or yeah, maybe Elam falls. Maybe we can get Daxon Hill at that spot. Boy, Mafa, I think is not a good option there. So let's do it. All right. So here we go. We're trading down again. This is it. Yep. This is it. I don't care. Damn. Just tell them they're taking it. Throw in two ten. They're t- just just force the trade. This I'm is not a, forcing it. We're doing this for real. They don't want to do this it. Is this is what happened. This is a fair trade. The fact that it's not taking it is ridiculous. Like this. Let is, me see. This is a one eighty four plus seventy six is two sixty. Pat's pick value is two sixty one. All right, I threw in that other pick. This is actually like spot on on the trade chart. Fine. Yeah. Everybody's gonna make fun of us for forcing the trade. No, no one's gonna make fun of us for forcing the trade. All right, there you go. Here goes Daxon Hill with the next pick. All right, so did he actually go? Evan. He did. He went at thirty-one. Where did where did Kier Ilum go? Did he go up here too? He went like twenty-three. I want to take a second to shout out our friends at betonline.ag after months of playing college basketball has determined the top teams for the final four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. Looking to wager these games, head over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get started. Bet online remains your number one spot for all your updated odds and information along with player props and great contests throughout the year. Your continued source for all your sport wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So join today, learn why everyone is saying bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager all of your popular sports and games bet online where the game starts. Okay, so the board, is, this board is telling us that Kira Ilum is is at twenty one is not a gross so, overpay, just for future reference. And where did uh, a penny went twenty two? All right, I really like Boy Mafa here. I do. Is he going to talk- play year one? This that was the whole thing. Is he going to play year one? Yeah, absolutely. They just got rid of Kyle Van Noy. They still haven't resigned Dante Hightower. They need that Van Noy Ninkovich edge press position right that that hybrid edge role boy yeah. mafa checks that box through and through he can play edge he can rush the passer he can drop he can set the edge i, I i'm gonna have him in one of my mock drafts because i know that this is a guy that not a lot of people are talking about and yeah. I, I just feel like he's somebody that checks a lot of the things that they want in that specific hybrid outside linebacker role that they really don't have anybody on the roster. Who's a great fit for, we can talk ourselves into Ronnie Perkins being in that spot, but I I don't really love him playing there. And you can also forget about Josh Uche playing there. He's not going to play strong side linebacker, right? He's not going to play over the tight end. Mafa 260, a really good 40 time, really good athlete tested out, the nose at the Indy in Indy at the combine. And like I said, has that nice blend of that three boxes checked, rush the passer drop and set the edge, not the pick that anybody wants, not the sexy pick. Uh, other than that, you know, we, we lost the guys that we wanted here. So I told you, I should tell you, I mean, Keon green's still here. There's a day one starter. Ugh. All right, I think, you 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 you're the one who wanted to trade down. So if it makes your I pick, know. if you're going to own it, that's your pick. 
Everybody in the chat wants us to restart. It's not our fault that the board literally does this all the time. Like this is. Oh, what I don't know. Is. We need to trade down there. We said we weren't going to trade down. We probably should have just taken Elon. But all right, if it's the pick. All right. All right. Now we have two more picks here. I was kind of hoping green would fall. All right. So here's what we got for wide receivers. Christian Watson is still on the board. Yeah. I also like Alec Pierce a lot for them too. Yeah, Watson's better though. Watson's better, but I didn't think he would be here to be honest with you. Here's what we got for corners. Roger McCreary is interesting right here. Roger McCreary is interesting. I think that their needs really push up a guy that has some more size than he does. You know, they got a lot of guys like Roger McCreary already on the, in terms of measurables already on the roster. Right. I mean, he's basically like Jonathan Jones. Tackles. Yeah. Tackles are yeah. some guys I think we can we can wait, wait a little bit and what I what am I missing? I like I like going Christian Watson here too. There was oh Defensive linebacker. Line. I wanted to look at linebacker. Linebacker. I, I like Christian Watson here. I, I don't know. I like Christian Watson here too. I like yeah, Christian Watson. I mean Watson this is a great too. spot for him. All right. That one was easy. We actually that, one, that was the easiest pick we've made in two two of these mocks. All right. We got screwed in the first round. So again. I think we go tackle or corner here. So I know that a lot of people are going to lose their shit when the Patriots do this, but would you be surprised at all if they reach on Zion McCollum? Because I wouldn't be surprised at all. That's, no, and that actually I, makes me feel a lot better about skipping on Elam. That's the type of guy that they reach on. A absolute stud at the fcs level senior bowl combine standout amazing three cone time physical long press man corner great ball skills had 13 career interceptions at sam houston state which by the way sam houston state that is they won the national championship i think two years ago at the fcs level it was not last, last year, year but the last year defending right so that school has played the best of the best in the fcs right this is not Right. It is, it, this is way different than even like Lenore Ryan or D2 or something like that. This is a school that plays all the good FCS teams every single year and won the championship a year ago. 66 for a lot of the consensus is way too high for Zion McCollum, but I don't think Bill Belichick gives a crap about the consensus. So a couple a couple things. First off, do you have that running tracker? We, we meant to put that up yeah. now that we've yeah. made multiple picks. All right. Um, the one interesting thing, I wish we'd gotten to have this conversation. George Pickens went just before. Pickens or Watson, if it gets to that point, I don't know that both of those guys reach 54, but that could be a really interesting conversation. Um, In terms of, like, I think they might reach on McCollum, but we could, could they get him at 85? They probably could. This is what we've done so far. So, like, there's, that's the thing. I wish, like, Nicholas petit Frere was still on the board here. He'd make a ton of sense. Um, I don't hate – you're going to need to add a extra third-round pick, by the way. I All don't right. hate Max Mitchell. Max Mitchell's an interesting player. So, yep. are you convinced the pick here is corner, or do we go tackle that? Because Tariq Woolen, like, the description you laid out, Tariq Woolen fits all that, too. You we'll does. get one of those two guys in 85. I think has got better tape than Tariq I think Tariq Woolen is way more of a projection than somebody like Zion McCollum is. He's someone that's straight up traits based, right? So you're just strictly going on what he's got in, in terms of measurables. Whereas I think a guy 
like Zion McCollum, you can actually turn on the tape and say, okay, he does this well, right? You know, he, he, he's got this production. I like, I think you could probably wait on Zion McCollum, especially on the PFF mock draft. Right. I mean, I think, I don't think he's going right. Um, I also really like Sean Ryan from UCLA. Uh, this is basically turning into my mock draft that I'm writing up on Monday though. So I, I don't know if we want to do that, but this is, um, I, I could go tackle or corner here. Uh, I know is, uh, is, is your boy Flele still on the board? Uh, I think he went. Yeah, he went. So. All right. So I, I think, the, I mean, we could do, we could do something like this. I'm not too, like, if we like Zion McCollum, I, I, we did this in the first round, right? Like if we like Zion McCollum, we should might as well just take that. That's Zion. true. Yeah. We traded down to, we traded down with the, all right. McCollum's the pick. I think McCollum's the pick. It's, it's early, but I think this is exactly what the Patriots would do. They, they would I take a guy want, like McCollum early. I just want everybody to know if you hate this draft, Evan has made the definitive pick on all three picks. If you like the draft, oh, yeah, I know, I, I, I'm not trying to get people to like my draft. This is Evan's I'm show. To I'm just a guest. Might happen. All right. Going down to 85 here. Oh, see here. Josh Pascal, Kirby Joseph, Sean Ryan. Those would all be good picks. Is Max Mitchell still there by any chance? He is. So I really like Mitchell. He's a four-year starter. Swing tackle can really truly play either side. The big knock on him is his footwork sucks, but the way they coach up offensive line. I would also say play strength. Like he he's he doesn't pack a lot of heat. Well, I think a lot of that just comes from he doesn't have a sturdy base. Yeah. Like, yeah. He needs to get, he needs to get bigger, but that's, that's fair. I, I said, how many times I say this during the draft last year, you get him in an NFL weight room and, and that concern's not an issue. Right. Yeah. Like think of like, you're making this pick for Max Mitchell to potentially compete to start at left tackle in 2023. I just wonder if a guy like Max Mitchell to me, at least right now, the way that he sizes up is more of a zone blocking scheme type of guy because he's not the big people mover tackle uh, that they typically want, especially on the right side. I guess if you put him on the left side to be a little bit more athletic, that would be fine. But I mean, he's not big enough to play the right side in New England. No, he's not. He has to be a left tackle. I, what I like about Sean Ryan here is, is the versatility, right? He can play guard and he can play tackle. Well, he's off the board. Oh, he's gone. Okay. He so went. He went with the last pick, like before this one. Okay. So somebody in the chat did say double up at wide receiver. I would like I to do hate, that, but I think it's more. I don't hate adding a slot. I, I think it's more in the fourth round. Okay. I think two top um, 100 picks when you have the need at tackle is a little much. Let's let's look at the let's look at the rest of the um, the O line board here. So they do have this is just guards. They do have a need at guard. They might like Cole Strange. I could see them liking Cole Strange. Hang on, I want to yeah. pull. What are the other? Like linebacker, or maybe like D line, safety, yeah. And yeah, I'll throw D line on there. So here's what we're working with. Here's the thing about Cole Strange that I find very interesting. Cole Strange played some center. Remember yeah. last year when Bill gushed about you know having that extra pair of center eyes on the field can make a difference. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if he'd make a point of adding a collegiate center to fill that guard role. I think that a guy like Cole Strange could play day one guard. Like, I think he could be your starting. Yeah. I also think Luke Fortner could be that too, though, which you might be able to get in the fourth round. But I, yeah, I, I think when our pick in the fourth round, it's not for a bit. 
you know, that's Luke yeah, Fortner's right around Alex 100. Is a day one starter, potentially. Like, you could get him into camp and he could be the starting left guard as a rookie. Well, it, look, if you're going to take a day one starter at 85, that's a pretty darn good pick. Yeah. So, I wish that he could play tackle too in a pinch, but I guess I'm being a little bit he, too. I crazy. mean, he did in college. I think, like, as a depth option, he could. Yeah. He's not going to start, right? Yeah. But All right. Nicole Strange. Yeah, listen, I made the first three picks. So uh, you've convinced me to this. Huh. Can you pull up? Can you pull up? Uh, just just refresh. I'm going to pause it real quick. The board so far, who we've taken. Yeah, I'm trying. There it goes. Unless this thing oh, freezes. Nope. Yeah, who there's a lot of open screens here. So. Yeah. All right. So All right. here's what we did in the top 100. We still could use a tackle, a safety, a linebacker, maybe another wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I think the I would I would love to get another wide receiver here in the fourth round if the board works out right. So uh, I think that, that would be a, would be a really nice pick. I also wouldn't mind going tackle and doubling up in the middle rounds on offensive line to kind of sure that thing up, right? All right, so I'll pull up tackle. I, I think we're good with Iowa, right? I wouldn't hate doubling up yeah. a corner. I don't know who's still here. There's uh, not a ton. I'm actually gonna, that's probably later. Tackle. Yeah, I'm assuming Marcus Jones went right at corner. Yeah. Tackle. Yeah. We'll take a look at the safeties. And I do want to see the wide receivers. Yeah, there's not much in terms of wide receivers right now, unless guy like I, Bo Melton I, a little I, bit later. I, but here's the thing, the next pick is until 170. This yeah. might be a spot for Bo Melton, unless let's see who's calling. So if we did something like 147, is that the – all right, I'm going to move it up a little bit. 135. We know the Chiefs like to move, right? True. So, so what that, we're getting – So that's like a four-point difference. So we could do – I mean, we don't really want future picks at this point. No. We got no need for them. It would be, it would be that. Right. I don't have any need for pick sixth and seventh round picks in 2023. Well, no, I'm saying, do we want to add more late? Pick? All right. So fine. Like this, we're making, we're making a ton of picks at this point. I'm saying let's get future picks. Cause we have too many right now. Okay. Uh, the other, I, actually, I, mean, I would rather thing, like, I would rather try to trade up from 170. Trade up from 170. Right? I was just about to say that. Okay. So yeah. if we're going to do that to try to grab Bo Melton, who are we taking here? I think you, I, I think you got to take a tackle. I just okay. A guy like Chris Paul is interesting. He could probably play five different spots. Honestly, I don't know if he can play center, but he like he he's yeah, got he did it he did it Tulsa. Yeah, but he's, he's got tremendous versatility. What about Zach Tom? Like he's somebody who's been linked similar. to the Patriots. He probably fell a bit here. Yeah, I, I think similar. I think you could probably play him at guard or tackle. That's the type of guy I'm looking for. Like Strange is, we drafted Strange to be the starting left guard, right? Right. Point blank. A guy that can play the swing tackle role now, maybe be a starter down the line. Zach Tom's got that type of potential. Just scroll down a little bit more on the tackles. Yeah, then we're getting into like the Cade Mays. I mean, I like, see his thing. I like Cade Mays for that versatile role just because you can get him so yeah. much later. I think, right? I think a guy like Zach Tom or Chris Paul could start, which I think is what the the emphasis should be here, right? They, they, right. They need to throw somebody at this that could potentially start in 2023 at one of the tackle spots. Well, so I don't think Chris Paul's a left tackle in new England. 
Zach Tom, I feel like, has more of a shot of being the left tackle. And I think that you got to prioritize that, right? Yeah, they also – Justin Aron was a Wake Forest guy, wasn't he? So I think yes. I think they like I think they like the Wake Forest O line at least a little bit to take one guy already yeah. from that. And that, that, that was school, a, so. that was a good team this year actually. Yeah, I like Zach Tom. Let's do it. Okay, so to do this, I'm going to let it go like ten picks and pause it. Um, who, who was calling us before? The Ravens have two picks right here. Let's let's trade with the Ravens. I think it was. Uh... So to get from 139 to 170. So we need 10 points. We need to give them 10 points worth of picks. That could just be. I mean, it's basically that. Sure. Okay. I also don't need, I mean, like 217 has no value, right? I mean, I don't need 217. It, but it, but it has no value where like it doesn't make a difference in the trade. Yeah. Even if we packed all of these, it would still be a significant underpayment. All right. We actually may be able to get away with. We may be able to get away with this. All right, let's do it. Nope. How did they get that pick? When did the page? Oh, that's um. Sean Wade, isn't it? Yes, it is. So I think Bo Melton here. Yeah, I like that. He's a guy I could see up to get. He's a slot receiver, which Jacoby Myers in a contract year. He's a kick returner. He's a punt returner. We already got our X receiver in Christian Watson. Yep. Makes a ton of sense. Yeah, and he can carry the football. He could potentially return, I think, as well with his skill set. So, yeah, I thought I said that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it definitely. Killed the three cone. He did. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. And now we go a while without a pick. That's fine. I think we're into the territory now. Maybe try to get some guys that are, you know, going to contribute. Special teams guys. Special teams, that type of thing, right? Actually, have we had a good enough draft, Evan? He's not going to be on the board here. It doesn't matter. He's not realistically going to be on the board. Um. So let's look at these are the positions like I like on late on day three here. I'm going to pull up running back. I'm going to pull up safety. See, maybe a defensive tackle. Yeah, we took an edge rush. We took, we took, uh, Mafe. Mafe, is that what it is? Mafe, Mafe. Okay. I think it's Mafe. So I wouldn't hate adding a, uh, like nose guard here. I don't really see that guy right now. Maybe we get him in a little bit. None of the nose guards are here. What happened? Where did um, did Mark want the call already go? I mean, that's I just, this would be perfect. This is a great spot, spot for, him. for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, he went. Where did he go? He he obviously like just went. No. Yeah. One ninety. Yeah. Okay. What oh, about Noah what? Ellis? From... Sorry, who are you going to Noah Ellis off board? I like yeah. him too. What? I've got a really interesting pick if he's here. He's not. Hassan Haskins would be a very interesting pick right now. Um, what was there for linebackers? I mean, I like it's probably a little early for Nate Landman. I like he's going to come right in, contribute point, on special well, we, teams. We have three. We have all three of these picks, right? So, right. I, we don't need all three of these picks, to be honest with you. We we got them, so whatever. But 
I yeah, I I, I don't know. It, it, to me, right now, you're you're looking for potentially a third down running back, potentially a safety that can play the deep middle, and maybe another corner like we doubled up a wide receiver. Right. Okay, Leo, let's see who's here for corners. I don't hate that. Eh, nobody here really does it for me. Is that was uh it looked like Barnes was still there, right? From uh Baylor. He's just I mean so he's just fast. This would be a really interesting pick. I like Caleb Ellaby. He's kind of Mac Mac Jones. If you're gonna yeah. move on from Stidham and you want a potential long-term right. backup, we could probably move back for that. Who are you saying was still there at corner? Kalon Barnes. Yeah, he's just fast. His tape is nothing to be too excited about, but the guy ran like a four-two-four or something like that. Oh, right? I mean, he's just absolute burner. JT Woods here. I mean, it's probably a little late. I don't think realistically late. I'll take him. I thought he would be gone. I, I didn't even realize I thought he, he was would here. be gone too. But you know, listen, something... we've taken some liberties with some of our other picks to make him more realistic, right? So I think we can sure. take one guy that's a little bit later than where he's probably going to go. All right. JT Woods. How many guys have we picked? Can you pull yeah, up the... Uh, I can. What we got? Seven. All right. So we're going to end up making... Actually, I actually wouldn't hate trading one of these. Nine picks is a lot. Yeah, I don't really think we need the 217. I, I don't know. We could just dump it for a pick next year or something like that's that. That's what I'm thinking. If you want to get fun with it. So, okay. Here's a really interesting one. Chig Ocon, on uh, Chig and Conquo is kind of like Jonu Smith. He's a move tight end, H-back type, really good with the ball in his hands. He's 6'2", so he's not like a big guy you're going to run the seam, but if they're going to go that route, right, if they're going to, and we think that they might add, it, like the fullback position may not be done. It might just be done as yeah. we knew it. This would essentially be, this pick would be if they're not going to use Johnny Smith primarily in that role, this pick would be, um, hey, Dalton Keene didn't work out. Here's a guy with a similar skill set that maybe can can fill that role. Yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming Christian Hayward's gone, right? Oh, I don't know if he. So Christian Hayward would be Christian. Uh, it looks like he is. Yeah, he's he no, would be Connor, the other, Connor Hayward. Connor, that's what I meant. Connor Hayward. Connor Hayward well, here is really interesting too. But Connor Hayward, hey, they're going to trade back to the seventh for Connor Hayward. Connor Hayward is more of a fullback, fullback. Like he's yeah. not. You're going to get got some, some army knife to him, though, right? I mean, he's he he's got some athleticism and some pass catching ability. Like I, I think he would just be a guy on top of the fact that he's got the pedigree and the off field character and all that kind of stuff. He just feels like a the type of guy that they would like, right? Just one of those football players. Well, so then, why don't we do? Why don't we do this then? Why don't we do that? Just yeah. move back to the seventh round and get him and pick up a future pick. We're probably going to lose him in our knowing our luck, but yeah, we need a team that actually has a future uh, future seventh. Uh, the Falcons, maybe the Falcons want to move up. We do love trades. They don't have a seventh. We love trades. Yes, the Chargers have a bunch trades. of sevens. Bill Belichick, a lot of trades. Two thirty-six. Yeah, 
they don't mm. here i go like at perfect being the enemy of good trying to get these seventh round picks right One day we will make everybody in the chat happy with our with our draft. I know it. One day. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to like get a fair trade here. None of you're, these teams have their own picks. Very annoying. You're thinking too much. Boom, about here we go. All right, you know what? Just, just force him. Let's let's move on. All right, I'm just gonna do it with the Lions. <laughs> All right, now we have this pick. Oh, Charleston Rambo would have been interesting. Um, so here we are again. Maybe All this right. is where we take Nate Landman. Let's take Nate Landman. Special teams contributor. Did we take him last week? I don't think so. I think we did. We're still in the sixth round, right? Nate Landman? Yeah. Are we taking Nate Landman? Is that the pick? Yep. I or do we down. want a running back here? Hang on. Nope. Running backs are here. Nope. Yeah, no. Nate Landman's the pick. Nate Landman. He's going to play on special teams. Perfect. Sean Watson's name is too long. And then I just – Want to like he's realistically going to be here? Okay, yeah, no. All right, so we're taking Connor Hayward. Yeah, I like that pick. I, I still don't right. think that they're they're going to go completely no fullback whatsoever, right? Like I, I think there's I, I, be, I agree with you. There's going to be some sort of role that resembles a fullback. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's put this up. We took. Uh, let's call him a fullback, Connor. There we go. All right. There's the draft. I know everybody. Another B minus. Hey, look, I'll take a B minus. I I think a lot of people are sleeping on Boy Mafa. I don't think you watched him, quite frankly. Uh, If you think that that guy is not going to go in the top 40 of this draft, really intriguing player. Tested through the wood, uh, through the nose. Nine point. That's good if you want to pull it up. 9.92 Raz out of 10. All right. Four, five, three at 261. Guy's a great athlete. What they were asking him to do at Minnesota is actually a little bit unconventional. They they had him essentially square to the line of scrimmage, right? So instead of having it one foot in front of the other and kind of in that staggered sprinter uh, stance to come off the edge, they had him square to the line. And that really gave him a lot of trouble cornering, right? Because he's starting basically at a disadvantage. So – once they get him in standing correctly, and this is probably just to hit what they asked of him at the coaching staff asked of him, right. Is to line up like that. Right. And once they get him to line up correctly, you look at the way he moves, the way he does corner the edge when he's given those opportunities, he's a guy that can get after the passer. He's also somebody, I mean, PFF gave us an A for taking him at 32, by the way, just saying. He's our, he's our best All right, pick. but they also gave us an F for taking Bo Melton at 139, so. Yeah, maybe they think we're a little too high on Bo Melton. They're too low. 
I like Moffat. I think he's going to be somebody that, yeah. again, plays that Kyle Van Noy role. They have not gotten somebody that can play that role. And we've seen over the years, Alex, how important is that role in their defense, right? Whether it's right. Van Noy or going back to Rob Ninkovich, uh, Dante Hightower has done it a little bit. That's the type of role that they really need to have in this D. And I, I think Moffat can do it. Do you like Christian? I, I think we both like Christian Watson at 54 in particular. Where's the guy? Where's the guy in the chat who comes in here every single week and yeah, demands we, we take Christian him. Watson at 21? Yeah. We finally took him and he's not right. here. I know. Come on. You missed it, buddy. That? Yeah. So this is, I mean, just immense, immense high upside pick. Like that, that's what that is. It's, and look, if he doesn't work out, we, you know, Nels Nagler's on a one year deal, you revisit it next year, but. The upside's tremendous. I, I think outside of Jamison Williams, Christian Watson may have as much upside as any receiver in this draft. I think his floor is a little bit lower, but his upside is, I mean, athletically, he's off the charts. So what what really swayed me on, on Watson had nothing to do with his combine. When I was watching him on tape, it's the actually the ball carrying. They would use him on jet sweeps. They put him in the backfield sometimes and hand him the football. The Patriots would or... or- North Dakota did. North Dakota State would. Okay. Because I was going to say, we said they were going to do all that with the Kiel Harry, and then no, that never most happened. Most importantly, the reason why I liked it so much was because you saw how loose and fluid of an athlete this kid is, right? Sure. You're, he's not that stiff, upper, rigid, high-cut player. He's somebody that can sink and can get low and can make moves in the open field. When I watch a guy like Nikhil Harry in college or I watch a guy like Traylon Burks, I see robotic. I see rigid. I see stiff, right? Christian Watson's, yeah. he's got some fluidness to him. He can move around. He can wiggle. He can cut. I think that he's going to be a lot better route runner than people think. And then he also got the speed and the size to take the top off the defense. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for outside receiver play that can stretch the field, that can create explosive plays, and upgrade that X spot, not just because Nelson Aguilar and Nikhil Harry aren't cutting it, but also because those two guys are free agents at the end of the year. So they need right. somebody on your contract that can play full-time on the outside past 2022. So I think Watson's one of those guys. Yeah. I, again, again, it's, it, that's a real future pick. That's a real, you know, you, you ideally fringe top 50 pick. You want him to contribute in 2022, but that's more about 2023, 2024. Yeah, so. I we all I we also had an opportunity there to maybe get Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, who's kind of the to me is is like the Plan B Christian Watson, right? Like Christian Watson's already sure. off the board. I think Alec Pierce would be a really nice pick there as well. Zion, I, I don't care if they gave it a D minus because I don't think Bill Belichick's going to care. Yeah, I think we need to explain this pick to people. This is Kyle Duggar again, right? Like this is exactly Kyle Duggar again. Not the player, not like the skill set, but the situation. The situation, exactly. A lower level football dominated at that lower level, went to the senior bowl, played, a, held his water there, right? I wouldn't say he was necessarily great at the senior bowl, but he wasn't terrible either. And then he goes to the combine, a 6.48 second three cone. The fastest three cone time at the combine this year belongs to Zion McCollum. When you watch him on tape, a really, really good press man corner that can find the football. It has really good on-ball ball production. Ball. 13 interceptions, uses his size, uses his length. This is 
30 picks too early for Zion. What do we take him at? 66. It's early. They don't care. They're, they, if they like the player, though, they would take him at 66. I think a lot of mock drafts will, that will have him at like 90 something, right? I, I just, right. I don't think that they care. And again, let me remind everybody we're not doing what we would do. We are doing what we think they will do. Yeah. And McCollum is there kind of – like McCollum is a guy ideally like J.C. Jackson. You're going to put him out there on the team's best receiver. He's going to beat the crap out of the guy for 60 minutes. You're not going to have to worry about him. That's what McCollum projects as. There's only a handful of those corners in this draft. Some of them the Patriots just aren't getting. Stingley, Gardner, Patriots don't have a shot at. I right. think Booth is that guy. It's a coin toss. If he was there at 21, we would have taken him at 21. We wouldn't have hesitated. But he wasn't yeah. there at 21. Elam's the only other guy who's fringe. I don't I just truly don't... know how much of a gap there is between Elam and McCollum. I just don't I... love Elam at 21. I like the player, but I just – what I saw out of Elam on tape was that anytime a guy that could really cut at the top of the route and really break, especially on in-breaking, he loses him, right? He's a little bit stiff. His, his hip transitions are not as smooth as you would want them to be. And I get that the measurables are good. I get that the combine was good. He's got alpha demeanor, which I really like about Elam, but he's got some flaws about the way that he moves on tape. He is not as perfect as a lot of people think he is. And I, I think 21 was to be a little bit too high, but what we've seen with the PFF mock draft simulator is every time we trade down out of 21, he's gone by the time we pick. Right. right. So that, that seems to be that 21 to 28 range. I would put it at, he's not, Kansas city's got both those picks at the end of the first round, right? They got, uh, he's not getting past there. Right. He did. Kansas city's taken. Right. So that's where so we're at. The only, and again, I don't necessarily think he's worth that reach when a guy like Zion McCollum or Tariq Wollin is on the board. Right. And I yeah. don't think the Patriots will see it that way. I, would I, I do want to go back real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I just want to go back to Tennessee too. Is another, another one, yeah. Another long. He had a rough senior term. bowl, though. Yeah, he did. He had a rough senior bowl, and that's not in 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 terms of the Patriots. If we're projecting the Patriots, that's not that's something they're going to weigh in. Um, I just want to backtrack to Christian Watson before we move on because I I kind of brought this up during the draft and we glossed over it. George Pickens went fiftieth. We took Watson fifty fourth. I don't think both of those guys make it to 54. I, they might, it might be a case where neither of them do. Yeah. But hypothetically, if they do, I mean, those kind of feel like the, if they're going to go second round receiver, those are the guys. Yeah. Yeah. If they were both on the board, would you still have taken Watson? Uh, I don't know. That's tough. I, I, like I hope Watson. we get that at least one point in this. Cause I'd love to have that discussion. That's why I'm bringing it up now. I don't know that we're going to get that chance the way we do these mocks to have that discussion. This maybe next time we like try a different simulator just for shits and gigs, because we keep on getting screwed at the top of the draft by this one. Uh, I well, don't know. We, we, all right. Next time we're not trading down at all. We keep we're saying that, but then it. we get to 21. It's like, do you want to take Bernard Raymond or Kier Illum at 21? I mean, it's high. I would have taken Penning. Players. I told you I would have taken Penning. I know. I, I just... I, I see what you're saying with Peng, that there's an opportunity to potentially have him start or have him play as a rookie. It just really feels like this Patriots team, especially with the fact that they didn't really do much in free agency, they need to be drafting guys at the top of the draft that are going to be 
plug and play players, right? It doesn't necessarily need to be a superstar, but a guy like Mafe, I think you can put him in on the edge and he can play year one. Christian Watson, you can put him at the X and he can play year one. Zion McCollum, maybe a little bit more of a project, but now we're getting into the third round. You know, I think at the top of the draft, I just stress that they, I think they need to have somebody in there that's going to play right away. Now, you could definitely talk to me about them taking a guy like Penning at 21 and then on day two, calling somebody up and trading, and trading Isaiah Wynn for another pick. I that thought about saying, why don't we do that? Now that you can trade players on this simulator, maybe that would make I thought about that. I would be more inclined to think that that would be make more sense. Right. I, I think that that's sure. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's go through the rest of this draft here. Cole. So we, we do think we got a starting lineman though in Cole Strange. Yeah. I do. Th- I think that that's a guy that can come in and play guard right away for the Patriots. A really interesting fun player in terms of that guy just he wears his hard hat right he just brings it every single game great motor great tenacity Uh, he remind i think he's got far more upside but we talked about that having a guy that can play in there that has some center experience that kind of knows protections know the line they really did well with that with ted karras in the lineup and i think karras also is maybe underrated in terms of his physicality and the nastiness that he brings to the table. I think Cole Strange is a lot like that. Yeah, and I think I, I said it when we were talking about this during the draft, and I'll say it again. Belichick talked about the value last year of having David Ayer, Andrews, and Ted Karras, who are both centers, yeah, at the line of scrimmage and, and what that means for pre-snap communication and pre-snap identification. Strange was primarily a guard at Chattanooga, but he played some center. I don't know that he's going to have the same impact that Ted Karras did, who played center in the NFL for a full season, but you do get a little bit of that. You do get a little bit of that. So that, that one's interesting to me. Yeah, I I agree. I like that pick. I love Zach Tom too, because I'm really high on Sean Ryan from UCLA, but I think Zach Tom has a similar projection to the NFL where he has an opportunity with his movement. He's really quick. He's really agile. He can move laterally. He can get out of his stance. I think he can play guard or tackle which I think is definitely something that they need to have here because whether it's playing him at left guard or it's backing up Isaiah Wynn and Trent Brown or potentially starting there down the road in 2023, they need somebody that can play both inside and outside. I think Zach Tom can definitely do that, has the athleticism to certainly play tackle, even though most project him inside the guard just because that's probably where he's going to be his best possible self. I think that there's going to be – plenty of reps for him at tackle if they take him in training camp and things like that as well. Yeah. And then we, uh, then we moved up to get Bo Melton. The kind of, I think this is the first time we've moved up between the two drafts. Melton's the kind of guy they'll move up for. He can play the slot, but he can play it vertically. Yeah. I think getting a more vertical slot guy with the way Mac Jones played at Alabama would be a big help. He's one of the fastest players in the draft. He gives them some much needed speed on offense as well as lateral quickness. Yeah. Right with the ball in his hands. He can return kicks. It was a star at the senior bowl. It was a star at the combine. This is probably my favorite pick in this entire draft. I know, Even though course, we moved up to get him is Bo Melton. Of course, they gave him a, gave us an F for it, right? The, the worst yeah, trade is the pick that we like the most. What I really like the most about Bo Melton, other than the ball carrying, because he can certainly, he can return. You can hand it to him. He can jet sweep. He can do all those types of things, screens, whatever. What I really liked about him was his transitions down the field on his vertical routes. This is a guy that really gave corners problems and safeties problems too. guys that playing off the line of scrimmage, just setting them up in their stem in his stem and then just post corners, double moves, things like that, breaking those off. 
and guys just can't stick with him. He's just too quick, too sudden, too fast in those transitions at the top of the route. So I think that he's going to be a really interesting and fun player for them. I think the bet, you know, he got, he has a little bit of Isaiah McKenzie in him, but I think he's maybe a little bit more complete. I think he can run more routes than Isaiah McKenzie can, but that's the type of player that I think a lot of people are going to compare him to if he does get drafted here and he went to Rutgers. So we, we got a Rutgers guy, which I think is going to start happening again. So checks a lot of boxes. Yeah. Greg Shiano back there. Yes. Uh, I like the JT Woods pick too. I, he's going to come in right away, contribute on special teams, adds a lot of speed on defense is somebody who could potentially play that deep safety role. When Devin McCourty moves on a highly instinctual player, like he just kind of is good at figuring out where he needs to be in the moment. Other guys, another guy we said that about coming out was Kyle Duggar. That was the big thing that stood out to me about Kyle Duggar was he could just see what was in front of him and recognize where he needed to be. And then Woods is a very good athlete. He's good at getting there. Um, he can still get baited at times, which is kind of why he's going to fall. He's still a little raw, but I love the idea of Woods working with Devin McCourty for a year. Yeah. And kind of seeing the player he is after that. I think, I think he could be something. When you play deep in middle, you want obviously range is number one. You got to have the sideline to sideline range and he's got that, but he's also got really good length too. He's, he's long. He's got a big wingspan. He's taller. He's got a pretty good vertical too, if I remember correctly from the combine. So he's somebody that I think can potentially be that center fielder range over make plays on the football down the field. If anything, if he's not a good Devin McCourty, he's Deron Harmon, right? He's somebody that that can play that role in more of like a dime package situation. I think that's a really nice player for them to have. Interesting comment in the chat. I didn't realize this. We didn't take anybody from Bama, Georgia, or Michigan. Yeah, didn't fall that way. I don't know. It just it really didn't. Hassan Haskins at the end would have been interesting. Yeah. That's the one, but we just missed him. Nate, uh, Nate Landman. Nate Landman. Special teams contributor right away. East to West linebacker. Another very instinctual player. Multi-year captain. He's on the smaller side. I I don't think he's necessarily going to be a defensive player year one. You kind of hope he grows into that, but... He Nate Lamb screams the kind of guy who's going to come in and contribute on special teams for 10 years. Like he kind of reminds me of Nate Ebner. I think he maybe has some more uh, versatility. Like I think he maybe could develop a role as like a third down coverage linebacker is going to give you like 20% of snaps on defense within three or four years. Uh, But he's going to come in and contribute on special teams for a long time. And, and he's gonna be a high character guy in the locker room and all of that. That's who they want. They want those guys in the sixth round. It yeah. makes sense. So that that feels like a very them pick. The way that I see it at linebacker and Moff is an edge, right? He's an outside linebacker on the line of scrimmage right. player. With off-ball linebacker, all of us are clamoring for McGrone and McMillan and all these guys that they already have in the building to get a chance to play. So to throw another developmental third round linebacker pick like a Troy Anderson or a Channing Tindall, I saw in the chat or one of those guys, I mean, isn't that just, are are we just redoing it? Right. And I understand that more bodies, more, more potential darts at the board is not necessarily a bad thing, but eventually they actually have to play some of these guys and, you know, actually do something with them. Right. So taking all these guys and continue to take all these guys, I just don't see it. if they go in the first round and Devin Lloyd is on the board or they're sold on Kobe Dean, or they feel really, really good about somebody like that. That's going to be, they're going to draft him. He's going to be Dante Hightower, right? He's going to be a, an absolute game changer for them. 
uh, changes the deck. That's totally different. But taking another one of these guys that maybe is just going to kind of be in that mix with McGrone and everybody else. I mean, I, I just don't really seem to see the point. That, that's where I'm at with it. I think we've talked about this in terms of the to-do list, in terms of the needs, they certainly added some needs this offseason. Guard became a need. I think corner is more of a need now than it was coming into things. The one position I think they've done a, a pretty good job of addressing is linebacker between bringing in Mac Wilson, bringing back Juwan Bentley, um, some of the internal additions they'll have McGrone, yeah, um, McMillan. Like I, I think linebacker may be all right. I really do. I, I, if they don't go linebacker coming into this, right. I didn't think they were bringing Bentley back. Obviously Mac Wilson wasn't on the radar. Like take those two out. All right. I forgot linebacker about has to be a top. Yeah. Right. You take yeah. those two out. Linebacker has to be a top 100 pick. Now I, I put it more in that, in that luxury need category. Yeah, it's really a luxury need that, again, I feel like if they feel that somebody like Devin Lloyd falls on them at 21 and he is going to rewrite the entire defense, like he's going to be the pillar of the middle of the defense for the next 10 years, then you obviously still take that guy because they don't have that guy currently on the roster. But if you feel like he's just another potential contributor, and I also look at it and say, you're going to play two inside linebackers one of those inside linebackers is only going to play like 35% of the snaps because he's coming off the field in passing situations for a defensive back. So you have these guys like Phillips and Duggar and Jabril Peppers. Those guys are going to be the ones playing on third down. So to take another first down linebacker when they already have a million first down linebackers, like I just don't really see the point. Uh, Connor Hayward here. I like this pick. It just, they like, especially at the end of the draft, like the story goes, the famous story with Julian Edelman that they took him and they said, oh, we'll just figure you out, right? We'll just put you somewhere. Right. We'll figure it out. That's what I feel like with Connor Hayward too. Like he's technically a fullback, tight end, whatever you want to call him, but he's just a really good football player that comes from a blue bud family of football players and has a really good high football character. And I just think that they're going to like the guy that he is and whatever role he ends up developing into, they'll figure out a way to get him on the field and how to use him. Yeah. And again, if they want to go with that more move fullback, Hayward's going to allow them to do that. Well, at the same time, he can contribute as a blocker. If they want to have him be a lead blocker on the goal line, he'll be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It really a good player for their type of scheme. I still don't, I know Jakob Johnson told the German paper that and all that kind of stuff. I'm still not sold that they're not going to have something that resembles a fullback, right? Like they're going to get different. That's a different story. I, he said they won't have, he, he never said that they told him they won't have a fullback. He said they, the the exact quote is translated. I I don't, I can't read the actual German, but the way it was translated was Jakob Johnson said, they won't have my, position that doesn't necessarily mean fullback altogether that could just mean blocking fullback and in that case connor hayward is the kind of guy you look at so yeah i think as we wrap this up here my question would be and and we've talked about this big picture for the offseason they need three to four immediate playmakers out of this draft yeah three to four year one immediate playmakers did we get three to four potential rookie playmakers i think we might have I think we definitely got two. I think Mafe and Watson will contribute. I I'm higher. I don't know what see Watson. I don't know. I could see them burying him behind Aguilar. I think the two we uh, got. He's be- I think he's are, better. Are, he's going to be better than Aguilar real soon. 
Yeah. I I think Strange is the other one because he's going to be a starter. Yeah, he'll be a starter. I, I, I still think that Zion McCollum will have a role maybe later on in the year. Maybe that's somebody I'm that... talking Mac Jones, Christian Bormel, right. Ramondre Stevenson level. Yeah, this draft How many of those guys did we get? I don't know if this draft hits that nail as hard as they did last year, right? Uh, I, I think that this one's a little bit more developmental than what they had well, last that's, year. That's not what they need. No, it's not. But I think what we go back to, and I, I, look, I keep on saying it. I'll keep, I don't care. I, I'll keep on saying it. Whenever you run these simulations, do it yourself. Like don't even use PFF or draft network or whatever. Just run through the draft yourself and try to see w- what you think teams would take and what you think teams would do. You're going to find that more times than not, the guys that everybody's swooning over for the Patriots and dreaming about for the Patriots at 21, just don't make it to 21. Like Jamison Williams, right. Jordan Davis, the top three corners, Devin Lloyd, Trayvon Walker. Like these guys just don't make it to the 21st pick. And when they sit there, like we sat there the last two mock drafts that we've done here on Pat Speed, we've been in the same spot both times that all of those tier, I would call those guys like tier one prospects, right? Usually you have a board that there's like 17 to 18 first round guys, right? That's Those guys are all gone by the time we get to 21. The only guy that I think that maybe gets taken a little bit earlier in these mocks that I don't know will necessarily be drafted that early on draft day is Andrew Booth Jr. I, I think he might have a chance to get there to 21. Pretty much everybody else, I think that they peg Alave, Jamison, uh, Jordan Davis. Like, the, I just don't think that those guys are going to be there. And those are all the guys that everybody wants. Like, if we put, you know, Chris Alave's name there at the top of this list and everybody's like, oh, great draft, guys, right? You know? <laughs> and it's just not realistic. Like, I hope it happens, but I just don't think it's realistic. Yeah, and again, I'll, I'll throw a disclaimer out here one more time. We're trying to use historical context and the information that's available to project what the Patriots will do. It's not necessarily what we would do. And this feels kind of like how they'd approach it. So. All right. Well, we will have another mock draft next Thursday. We'll try to do better for all of you haters in the chat and we'll see what we can do there at 21. I want to take somebody better at 21. Like I not better, but you know what I mean? Like I want to take a splash. I want to take, Chris Olave, I want to take Jordan Davis. We'll hopefully get it into a simulation eventually with PFF where one of those guys is available. But for right now, it just doesn't seem like that is happening. And I think that these picks that we made here today are guys that you can look at and say, this is your role. And I think that that's sort of what the Patriots do, right? Like Mafe, we know strong side, outside linebacker. Christian Watson, X receiver. Zion McCollum, outside corner. Cole Strange, left guard. So I think that we have those hit there. I think maybe we could have done a little bit better in terms of the day one immediate talent that we got, right? And that that will be a, maybe a little bit more of an emphasis next week. But Tuesday's show, we'll do news, notes, Patriot stuff. We'll look a little bit more at the uh, positions in the draft, too. I want to start doing some positional previews. We're going to have some guests on with us, hopefully, to be able to do those previews with you guys. And then Thursdays, we'll stick from now until the draft with these mock drafts. So you can come back next Thursday. 
We'll do mock draft 3.0. We'll do another one of these. And hopefully we won't have to trade down. Hopefully we'll get somebody that we can stick with there and yeah. uh, take at 21. But until then, signing off for Alex Barth, I'm Evan Lazar. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll post this clip uh, or this uh, draft on Twitter as well, and you guys can kill us there as well. Uh, but thanks so much for watching. We'll see you guys next week.